0: Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. The fourth season of Level Playing Field debuts next week. AMI is marking the occasion with a special event. Communication specialist Greg David has all sorts of details. Hey, good morning, Greg.
1: Good morning. Happy
0: Friday. Greg, happy Friday to you as well. The weekend is imminent, kind of like the 2024 Paralympic Games. Mm-hmm. Paralympian Greg Westlake is the host of Level
1: Playing Field. Who are some of the notable para-athletes that he's going to feature this season? Uh, we've got a lot. We've got Marissa Papa, Konstinu, Constinu. Uh, who's a para-athletic Olympian. Uh, Darda Sales, who's a wheelchair basketball player. Uh, Tyler Turner, who does snowboard. Allison Levine, who uh, I'm sure AMI folks know a lot about already from, for Baccia. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brianna Hennessy who uh, performs in para-canoe and para-kayak, all appear on uh, this season of Level Playing Field. My gosh,
0: star-studded, and a lot of those folks yeah. are going to be on their path to Paris as the show rolls out. So really, really exciting times. I mean, you can really feel the excitement brewing here, but it's not just para-athletes themselves that get featured here. There's also community and sporting groups. So who are some of the groups that stand out this year?
1: Yeah, so Challenger Baseball is one of them, and they're partnered with the Toronto Blue Jays Jays Care Foundation. And so we're going to learn more about their goal of making the sport more accessible for people with disabilities. And another one of note is a Whitby-based company called ASAD, and their program aims to provide young para-athletes with a holistic approach to training to so really get the ground roots level of the Paralympic, uh, the Paralympic, uh, Paralympic initiative in this country.
0: One of the reasons why I adore Level Playing Field as a show, because it considers both the grassroots and the elite, and that is something that maybe gets lost in the parasport conversation more broadly. When some of the big boys, some of the big media entities talk about it, it's always the elite elite, forgetting that to get the elites, you got to start with the grassroots somewhere. So I love, love, love that Level Playing Field continues to put focus and spotlights on the groups as well. Greg? Let's not uh, bury the lead too much here, though, because there is a special screening and event happening next Tuesday in Toronto, the center of the universe. What are the <laughs> details around this special level playing field event?
1: Yeah, we're thrilled about this event that's taking place next week in Toronto. Uh, Devin Haru is who is a CBC sports broadcaster. So good, and his so he's good. really yeah, and he's he's kind of taking it on his shoulders to cover the Paralympics, Pan Am, Pan Am games para-athletes overall for CBC. And so he's going to be moderating a panel uh, where we're going to have uh, Greg Westlake and Marissa and, uh, and Brianna all on the panel. And, and actually what we're going to do is we're going to show the very first episode of season four of level playing field. And then we're going to head into that panel discussion. And, and we've already talked to Devin about this. It's going to be a very honest conversation uh, talking about not only, you know, some of the triumphs uh, around Paralympics, but also some of the work that needs to be done, you know, including, uh, you know, paying athletes for their medal performance mm-hmm. something that uh, that uh, able-bodied athletes do currently enjoy so working on talking about that and of course like you mentioned there's going to be a preview to the the uh, the paris paralympic games where we already know that brianna is going to be uh, competing so lots of conversation around that as well and it's just an opportunity for also media folks from around toronto to learn more about what ami does and more specifically about level playing field because it's the only show that we know of certainly in north america that's doing the type of uh, storytelling that uh, that they are.
0: Greg, what is the deal if somebody wants to appear at this event or show up at this event? Is it it closed? Is it too late? What's going on?
1: Yeah, I mean, at this point, it, it was invite only. But if you're in the Toronto area and want to come by the come by the Miles Nadal Jewish Community Center, which is at the corner of Spadina and Bloor Street in Toronto, uh, it's going to be taking place uh, Tuesday uh, from six thirty until eight eight thirty or so. So yeah, if you want to if you want to come by, it's on the TTC line. There's paid parking uh, within uh, within not too far away, and uh, all most, most importantly, the building is fully accessible. So yeah, if you want to come down and uh, and take part in uh, Meet some folks and learn more about the show and what we do. Uh, come on by on uh, Tuesday at uh, six thirty at the Miles Nadal Jewish Community Center. Yeah, unfortunately the evening events are a
0: little tough for me on my work schedule. I won't be there, but I've been meaning to go down to Miles Nadal for a while now. I hear it's an awesome, awesome place, and I hear they have a sauna. And your boy is uh, Jones in <gasps>
1: fresh fits. <laughs> they do they've got a sauna they've got a lap pool yeah it's a it's a great facility for sure
0: all right uh just a reminder though there will be some now with dave brown presence on uh, mm-hmm. site that day alex Smythe is going to be on location so we'll senior producer andreke de and they're going to get some interviews with a couple of the athletes that'll be shared on now over the course of the coming weeks and don't forget the new season of level playing field debuts tuesday october the third 9 30 p.m eastern time on AMI TV. or once it airs you can find the new seasons on the AMI-tv app. So lots of ways for you to engage with a level playing field, both the new seasons and seasons past. Greg, turning to what is the biggest entertainment story of the week, the writer's strike is over over it lasted Mm -hmm. for 148 days the writers guild of america has come to an agreement with the alliance of motion picture and television producers greg what are some of the details here obviously there was a lot of consternation about the big issues going in what are some of the details about the agreement itself
1: Yeah, well, you know, specifically there was one about the number of writers that were in a room where a show was in development. Uh, And then so that's, you know, kind of hammering out those first few scripts. And so there was a worry about that because uh, traditionally what had been happening increasingly was that production companies were having one or two writers kind of bang out those uh, development scripts and then not hire them if the series went on. So uh, this new season, uh, within this agreement, this new agreement, excuse me, is when a show is in development there must be at least three writers hired before a series has been ordered to series as well as at least three writer producers. And that includes the showrunner. And so that uh, those six individuals are guaranteed at least 10 consecutive weeks of employment. And so like that, like I said, this addresses the issue where a production company would, uh, would hire one or two writers in the development process and let them go immediately after the scripts were written. Um, If a show goes to order uh, there uh, for six, episodes or fewer there must be at least three writers and three writer producers in that room if a series goes to seven to 12 episodes the minimum number of writers goes up to five and if your series goes to 13 or more episodes the minimum number of writers in that room goes up to six so again just really establishing you know the baseline and also the amount of weeks that people are working which is great yeah, people like Mike
0: Schur, who was a writer on The Office, Parks and Recreation, The Good Place, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he was on the forefront of a lot of the campaigning and advocacy here, and that was one of the big things that he was hammering home. If you don't allow an opportunity for a writer to go from development to production, you're actually stifling their career path as well. So what you're identifying there is a big, big deal in terms of the forward movement of a writer's career, not just getting paid in the moment.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. You bring up a really good point. They're there at that ground level doing that world building. And also, it's that job security that everybody's looking for, right? Yeah.
0: Well, what about the artificial intelligence side? I know that AI is obviously this buzzword that everybody loves to yeah. float around in the talk show space this day, but it was a legitimate concern for the writers. Was there any resolution on the AI friends?
1: Yeah, there absolutely was. And this is really interesting. So in this new agreement, AI cannot write or rewrite any literary material. And AI generated material cannot be used to undermine a writer's credit. Or separated, or or involved in their rights. So a writer can choose to use AI, 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 excuse me, when performing writing services, but the production company can't require the writer to use that software, like Chat GPT, just as an example. Uh, and also, the production company has to disclose to the writer if any of the materials given to them has been generated. So it's going both ways. Writers are, aren't going to be using it, uh, and if they do, they need to let the production company know. And on the other side, the production company, if they use ai for some kind of generated content that they're passing along to the writer they have to let them know about that uh so yeah really really uh kind of uh, the word that they've been using is that it, they're guard railing the ai uh mm. it's very very specific about where and when it can and cannot be used which is great
0: what kind of resolution happened around residual payments i.e what a writer would get if a show ends up in syndication or but now more specifically picked up on a streaming service
1: Yeah, yeah, this was an interesting one, too. So uh, right now, uh, there's going to be, with this new agreement, uh, there's going to be a bonus for writers whose original TV shows and movies uh, become successful for your Netflix's Amazon Prime, Apple Plus, and other streaming services. Uh, This bonus is going to cover high-budget made-for-streaming titles specifically. Uh, Most original series on the major streamers meet that uh, quotient. However, it does say that shows that have been kind of grandfathered in, like Suits, for instance, has become a huge hit on Netflix, it's not going to be retroactive. If it was an old show that is moving to a streaming service, those aren't going to be, uh, right. those bonuses won't be in place. Uh, it's just on things that are going to be moving forward that are made specifically for streaming services. But the good thing about it is that um, you can look at the bonuses uh, ranging from 9000 to $16,000 um, for TV episodes, depending on how successful they are on those streaming services and over $40,000 for a feature film with a budget of over $30 million. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, now they're building that in that, you know, like athletes, right? If the the performance is there, you're getting a bonus. Uh, So great news. Greg, thank
0: you for this. So informative. Thank you for staying on this beat the last 148 days. (laughs) All the best. Have a great weekend
1: thanks you too dave
0: that's greg david ami communications specialist in chelsea quebec that's all the time there is for the show today that's all the time there is for the show this week we're back monday 9 a.m eastern time on a no tuesday 9 a.m eastern time until then i'm dave brown reminding you to play safe play fair but don't forget to have some fun roll those credits
2: gang host dave brown co-host producer alex smite sports reporter brock richardson Contributors, Rami Amuthan, Nazreen Abdel-Majid. Senior Show Producer, Andrika Delanerol, Visual Producer, Bruce Baclarian. Producers, Paul Daniel, Marianne Dion Jones. Production Assistant, Kingsley Juko, Director, Anastasia Spalding-Stenhouse. Control Room Operators, Daniel Panamondo, Eliza Rocco, Parker Oxtoby. Manager of Operations, Kyle Harper. Manager of Live Production, Paulo Dineen Director of Content Development, Kara Nye Vice President of Programming, John Melville President and CEO, David Arrington Give us your feedback, 1-866-509-4545 Copyright 2023, Accessible Media Inc. NAMI
1: Original Production